Hello everyone and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. I'm your host Will Prov. It's Saturday, November 28th and we have two great races already to look back on today. Feels a a bit weird to have started off with those uh, long individual races. Uh, But we started off this morning with the great race, a shock win in the men's 20k. And we have just seen an absolute nail-biter finish in the women's 15. Uh, we're going to take a look at the winners and losers from the races. Uh, if you've anyone I've missed out, uh, any different opinions, let me know which athletes you think deserve some love at the Biathlon Podcast at gmail.com. That's right, the first races are in the books, and what a result to get us going there. Great, great race. Always love the individuals there. Wish we had more of them in the season. Uh, we might not have had that uh, crazy win that we sometimes do there in Contiolati, but didn't seem to make things any easier for the guys out there. Uh, after slogging up that massive hill, and, the, and by the way, what great views we had of the lake below the, below the hill there. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think only saw the three skiers going clear in the end. Uh, there was Canada's Christian Gao, uh, good good finish for him in the top 20 there. Uh, Andre Morovic, of course, of Slovenia. And uh, and uh, first place, Sterla holm Lagred. What a shock. Who saw that coming? And yeah, absolutely well done to you if you did, but I definitely did not. I mean, when you, you actually look at the... Look at the rise to the top he's had there. Maybe I should have seen that coming. I think uh, if you were here in the, the UK Eurosport commentary, great as always, but that's Lagrid missing one of 80 shots in the five World Cups he's raced in. One of 80. That's insanity. Absolute beast on the range there. I was thinking, if you'd heard the preview show there, I was thinking Johannes Dahle might be the, the sort of next big thing in the Norwegian team, but... You can colour me wrong, because Legrid looked incredible there. Looking at the form just now of his uh, of his World Cup races, it's absolutely wild. It's 13th, 15th, 10th, 11th, now 1st. Won IBU Cups before, of course, done well at Junior Champs, but what a coming out party this race was. First of the season, straight into the lead. He's only 23 years old, and God, let me, let's just hope he can keep that form going. Um, it's going to be tough, obviously, to keep that as 98% shooting score. Um, but whoa, what a race he had. Just so in control. Every shot towards the end there. Ski speed respectable as well. Um, I think when you measure it out, take away those penalties. He was right alongside Fion Maillet and uh, Jacqueline of France. Um, looked like the French might have had slightly slower skis. though. I thought that was slightly slower than, than we might expect them to be going around. Um, but yeah, Legrid, what a what a showing from him, and uh, and yeah, if we're looking at winners and losers, what an obvious winner there. Um, do also want to give a massive shout out to Eric Lesser though. Great performance from the German, getting onto the podium, third place. Really good to see him up there again. It was a bit of a tough year for him last year. He did have some good showings in some of the relays, I think, but overall a real down year for Eric. And back to shooting well, skiing well. And really hope it's just a sign of things to come for him. Uh, and yeah, he can he can carry this on into sprint tomorrow, but uh, and the races uh, races later on. Um, if we're looking, seems harsh to really put him down as a loser. Um, 
but really have to feel for uh, for Yak of Fak there um, after that race. Seventh is a it's a good showing for him. He's nothing to sniff at. Top ten finish. He's going to be happy with that. Um, but you got to feel dropping that eighteenth shot. It was oh, I really thought he was going clear. Um, it's a great great race from him overall though. But it was a real real good part where we had um, we had Fak of course. We had Rastogoyevs. Um, from Latvia and Moravets all came in. I think it, it felt like within five, ten minutes of each other into that final stand, looking to go clear. Obviously, Rastogoyevs missed uh, missed the two, Fak the one, and uh, Moravets held his nerve, picked up a great fifth place for him. Really good showing from Moravets, but um, but Fak could have been on the podium uh, if if he'd have hit those last five. Um, and was my was my prediction for a podium, uh, but just wasn't quite to be uh, for him there. Um, talking of my predictions, that does lead me on to uh, to another another loser, and it is yours truly. Took a big whiff in my predictions, to, <laughs> predicting that uh, Dominic Landertinger could do well. Always going to be tough when you've retired, of course. Um, would have been an impressive, impressive performance from a starting position of back at home with his feet up. Um, so a big old whoopsie from me on the old prediction show there. Um, so yeah, slap of the wrist. And uh, must do better next time. Um, but let's go on to the next winner. And um, gotta say, Sweden Seb Samuelsson, great race from him, flying around the tracks. Uh, I think they said on commentary there is only, I think only just ten, yeah, ten seconds down on Johannes uh, on overall speed. Uh, Johannes did have a bit of a problem on, I think it might have been the third shoot, um, bit of trouble getting the um, the ammunition in. Slowed him down a little bit, but but great speed from Samuelson overall. Two misses could be better, obviously, but only a minute thirty-one down, so he's got to got to take some heart from that. And a a good position in in the first race after again like lesser, not a great year last year from Samuelson. So good to see him getting off to a to a good start. Um, and I think it was, it was Mike Dixon on commentary there saying that the the ski speed is what you really want at this stage. Um, easier to sort out a bad shoot. Um, than it is to sort out slow, slow skiing. Um, so yeah, really good from Samuelson. And uh, and actually, in addition to Samuelson, a result that uh, stuck out to me. Didn't really see him on the on the coverage, but uh, looking down the re- result sheet there, Martin Ponciolomo, the other Swede there, uh, really bad day for him on the range. Missed uh, missed six shots, so six six minutes of penalties um, for him. Uh, but the ski speed. Really good. He was only ten seconds again slower than Johannes on the tracks overall. If you if you Obviously, it's big if, but if you take away those those misses from him, so worth keeping an eye on uh, on Ponsoloma, I think in the sprint tomorrow because if he can get that get that shooting sorted out, then things are looking pretty good for him skiing wise. And you have to say the the Swedish team in general, based on those setups, they uh, looking good on the skis. Um, last uh, last loser, I have to say it was obviously a good result from Lesser, but not. Not so good for some of the rest of the German teams. Benny Dole in particular, uh, down in the, the back end of the 20s, uh, finishing up with, I think it was three misses, and not particularly quick on the skis. So some definite work to do from Dole. Pfeiffer didn't have a great day either. Um, got into the top 20, but uh, he'll, they'll, they'll be looking to do better. And I think uh, Lesser's performance really sort of getting them out of jail as a team, um, which is what you need. You need strength and depth. And uh, and a great day from Lesser, as we were saying earlier. Uh, so last up, and um, and this could be a winner or a loser, depending uh, depending on your tastes. Um, I'm giving him a win though. It's a big shout out to the Finnish DJ who was spinning out some bangers from the '90s today. 
Uh, there was some speculation in the coverage that not having fans could make in, make your shooting a bit easier. But I don't know if uh, if having Scatman John blaring out on the range <laughs> would make my concentration any better. We had some... Uh, there was some Eiffel 45. There was a bit of blue out there. There was some What is Love early on. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that's helping anyone. Also for... Uh, I think it was one of the hometown boys there, Harula, coming into his final shoot. And he had that sort of creepy silence with the, uh, with the heartbeat. For his final shot. I wasn't sure if that was actually coming out or if... Didn't know what that was. But yeah, apparently that was coming out of the speakers. And I mean, he did well. I think he hit five five shots. But odd choices overall from uh, from the DJ. But uh, but what can say, overall, great racing. So happy to have Biathlon back. Great result. What a shock that was. And yeah, really can't wait to see tomorrow's sprint. Now, taking a look at the afternoon's women's 15k race... Uh, just finished it, just watched the uh, the last few athletes coming through. Uh, slightly oddly coming through in the middle of a, of a huge fireworks display, which uh, must have been slightly odd for them to, to do. But it was a great race. And to jump right in with the winners and losers, I think the, uh, the, the real biggest winner today is all of us watching at home. Uh, we thought there was potential, uh, potential for a great rivalry this season. It could have been between uh, Vera and Herman. Um, and boy, that's gotten off on the right foot, and no mistake in that. Uh, it was consistency versus speed, as we said in the preview shows, and today it was it was consistency that that brought home the victory uh, by an absolutely tiny 0.8 seconds. Uh, come the finish line, and uh, what a finish it was! Uh, I mean, when we saw that split time from Vera, just about to go up the hill, she'd lost I think almost 30 seconds. Um, from the range to that point, absolutely couldn't believe my eyes, and and then the seconds just ticking down on that home straight just seemed to go on forever. wasn't I didn't think she'd make it at all, but just nicked it, and um, what a way to start the season uh, for the defending champ there, and and of course have to give it up to Denise Herman. It was um, as we mentioned earlier, it was a shooting that's been the the sort of problem and the question mark with her in the past. And she had that early miss in the the first first shoot. All could have gone to pieces, and it did, of course, with uh, with Tyrell Etkoff, who we'll have a look at uh, in a second. But all credit to Herman; she kept her head, looked great on the next three shoots. Absolutely sped around the course as she always does. She had the second quickest ski time of the day. Um, it was a great race, and can't wait until tomorrow just to see who hits back after Doro's. Obviously, taken first blood today, and hopefully, this is going to be a rivalry that really goes through the entire season. Um, on the losing side, however, it was really the majority of uh, Vera's other rivals. Um, if you look at the t- the final top ten in in last year's overall, it was only Hannah Erberg, uh, the only other woman in this year's uh, top ten in today's race that we had. Otherwise, it was uh, it was Francesca Preuss down in eighteenth. Uh, it was Julia Simon in 22nd, Roiseland was 24th, Tandrevold 28th, and then you started having to really look down the um, the card there. It was Brezard Boucher only 44th, Eckhoff only 67th she was in the end, missing seven targets, and Lisa Vitozzi 84th, with that horror show on the first range, missing four right out of the gates there, and I mean, it was good night from there, really. She... She did manage to to somewhat sort of 
uh, have a bit of a resurgence, only missing two of the next 15, but that's a tough, tough start for Vitozzi, who I thought really um, really might have a good show in today. Um, she was down on ski speed as well, uh, 142 down on uh, Roisland's time, who was actually the quickest of the day. Um, so some... Some good signs on the on the Norwegian side. Roisland, as I say, with the quickest time. So if she can clean up that shooting, then then she she could be up there tomorrow and and going forward. Tandrevold, I think the fifteenth quickest ski speed overall, down in twenty eighth, um, with some some poor shooting. Ekhoff, the real disappointment for the Norwegians though, sixty seventh. I mean, seven targets going down. She was quick on the skis, as as she always is. So really hoping that she can bounce back tomorrow. Just put that out of her mind. You've just got to chalk that up to to one of those days, I think, um, as Vitozzi does as well. I think it was on the French side that um, there might be some more some more worries. They did have some good good finishes in the end um, with uh, Chevalier and Bichon, but Julia Simon, who obviously finished off last season with that great win in the Pursuit in Contiolati. She was. She looked to be shooting great. I think that's the first standing shoot, second overall shoot. Looked looked absolute dead center every uh, every shot. But she ended up, as I say, twenty second. She was twenty eighth on ski speed. Two almost two minutes. She was one fifty five down on the quickest time. And that's that's got to be a bit of a worry for Simon and the French team going forward. Sort of on the opposite to that, Brazil looked quick on the skis, but missing five targets down in forty fourth. That's a it's a tough opening day for the sort of the two leaders I would say of the the French team the women you'd expect to be to be up there. Um, so yeah, tough day overall for for the French and the Norwegian teams. Um, really tough day looking right down the card for uh, Katarina Innerhofer, the Austrian, missing eleven targets. And oh, that's like we were saying, Ekhoff and Vitozzi have to get that out of her mind. She really has to get that out of her mind. Eleven missed. Really tough day for her. Um, so yeah, poor days all round, really, outside of um, the top two. And, and obviously Erberg in seventh, that's respectable. Good good uh, time for Erberg. And uh, and going back to the winners and Hannah Erberg, what an absolutely great performance from the Swedish team as a whole. That was third place, fourth place, fifth place, seventh place, and 11th place for them. Capped off, of course, by that brilliant podium but Johanna Scottheim did not see that coming uh, before the race at all. Didn't didn't think that uh, Erberg would be the fourth place Swede. Uh, Hannah, that is of course. Um, but it was Scottheim bringing it home. Last to uh, finish of those five, held her nerve fantastically on that final standing shoot. I thought must have been feeling the pressure. You assume she knew that a podium was on the cards or or a top uh, a top finish at least. And she, I mean, she looked delighted going over the line, rightly so, of course. And just a great day for the Swedes. Pearson and Brawson, uh, both starting early, doing great work uh, in those early bibs. Obviously, Brawson, bib number one, really setting the tone. It was a shame for her that she missed on that third shoot. Um, but but 11th, good performance from Brawson nonetheless. Um, and obviously, looking at the Erbergs, we know how good Hannah is. But great performance from Elvira, the younger of the two Erbergs, finished up with uh, the sixth fastest ski time as well. Uh, one miss away from the win. She was only uh, 40-odd seconds down, and if she'd have uh, hit that last target, she could have been on, on the top step. Um, when we were talking about the men's earlier, we mentioned uh, Samuelson, 
looking quick on the skis, and Ponsaloma, terrible in the range, but again, looking quick on his skis. So uh, I'd say the Swedish team overall, great job around from them, providing the kit for, for all the athletes to finish finish brilliantly. Um, so then, on uh, sort of finish things up, on Britwatch, of course, have to mention Amanda Lightfoot, uh, did come in sort of down the order, had five misses, but uh, always great to see a Brit at the World Cup, and uh, and hopefully she can really build on that going forward, um, and yeah, look to see her a bit further up the order. Um, I think that'll do us for today, of course got the two sprint races coming up tomorrow, I think it's uh, probably time for a glass of wine here, and uh, I hope all of you are staying happy and safe, and I'll see you next time on the uh, Biathlon Podcast.